Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303, episode 184. I'm your host, Jermaine Colomendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. On today's episode, we'll be getting into the futures for the NL East as part of our ramp-up for the MLB opening day. We'll also be getting into pop culture pick'em. Today's topic is... Uh, 184 is top five TV dads. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Do we have enough TV dads to make it that far? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to find out. We got 15 TV dads. <laughs> How you doing this evening, Nick? I'm just tired. You remember that we're just tired. Yeah, I but think then, Eric can probably agree. But now, but now I'm like putting it to like, like I got a sleep tracker app, and so now I'm actually finding out like why I'm tired. Because you don't That's, sleep. It's because I'm getting like forty percent efficiency in sleep. I mean, those are Hall of Fame numbers in baseball. I mean, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting baseball hall. I'm getting single season baseball record sleep right now. <laughs> yeah, dude, sleep is, uh, it's been my Achilles heel since I was about 15 years old. So everyone's like, I love sleep. And I was like, dude, if I could find a way to not sleep, I'd probably do it. Cause like, I'm just not good at it and I hate not being good at things, but how are you doing this evening, Eric? Uh, doing good. Uh, have you guys ever had a, something happen like during the week? And it's just so good that it just lingers with you and just like affects you for the rest of the week. It just puts you in a good mood. Are you talking about your new suitcase behind you? No, no, no. (laughs) I went to upgrade the iPhone and I thought I was going to have to pay a whole bunch of fucking money and shit. And I totally forgot that they had the trade in. And so I went in expecting to drop like dumb money and basically drop nothing. And I even got out of paying the uh, service fee for them switching over the iPhone for me. So it was just it was like a little victory that just carried all weekend. It just it just sat well with me. I don't know. Public public service announcement, ladies and gentlemen, do not pay these phone companies to set your phone up. Yeah, they're charging almost forty dollars. Twenty nine ninety nine to set your phone up, which all you have to do is put one phone next to the other phone and transfer it over. It literally says pair. You hit pair. And then ask you for your passcode, and then it does everything else for you. People acting like they're actually doing it. Yo, it just downloads everything from the cloud. Just don't be stupid. Don't fall for the trick. (laughs) Just, Just fucking do it yourself, you bums. All right. Nick's looking a little little tired up there. Is there, I mean, is there, I'm just thinking, like, what what service and this is Eric? So don't be naughty. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> what late. what service would you allow for forty dollars? Would you allow somebody else to do for forty dollars? Yeah, for forty dollars. Because I, mean, I, I I I think that's astronomical to have somebody a an an expert at Verizon expert air quotes for those of you uh, <laughs> listening on the airwaves. I, I, a eighteen year old kid. Set up my phone and $40 at $40. Yeah. So for those of you on YouTube, you saw the air quotes for those of you on uh, your favorite streaming podcast platform, uh, air quotes were implied. What would I for $40? Well, 
Like I would, I would, I would pay someone forty dollars to mount my TV. I'll pay more than that. I'm telling you, I wouldn't get no Russian dude. You know. Whoa, we're not disparaging the good workers that put my TV up. No, because he was a baller. <laughs> I, I have, I have no complaints about my TV. <laughs> Nick, blink twice if he's there right now. <laughs> he's definitely not here what's that oh i'm in no danger <laughs> just read what's on the note <laughs> right. uh 40 bucks let's see i would I mean, pay man i don't know if it, I it, 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 so like 40 bucks is a loss for like a dinner like i wouldn't i probably wouldn't pay 40 bucks for like a dinner if i could so help it it has to be something that i've physically can't do myself like let's say my washing machine breaks down i don't i'm not skilled in a washing machine right like i i would i could probably youtube it but like something that i could do Why? myself i don't know something i could do myself would be really hard to get me to pay 40 dollars for it uh, there's something i so like i don't mind paying for oil changes like i could do an oil change myself but i'll pay the the 40 50 bucks to get the oil change done. Yeah, isn't that Jiffy Lube's thing? Come here. Bring this here. <laughs> you lost privileges. You lost privileges. <laughs> the tails is going to hang there all pocket. You could have squeaked it literally any other time. <laughs> fucking dog, man. Um <clears throat> Isn't that Jiffy Lube's like special like 39.99 oil change? Yeah, and it's like you just pull in they do it all real quick. I'm just, dude. Sometimes I swear they don't even make you get out of the car at Jiffy Lube. <laughs> you start to get out of the car. They're like, "Get back in your car." <laughs> it's not gonna be that long. Yeah, 40, 40 bucks. I'd pay to get my car detailed. Yeah, that's probably like ha hand washed. I'd do forty bucks. I, I'm not now. I'm just getting a little confused because, like, I don't think Jiffy Lube's prices have been forty dollars for years. And also, like, the last time I got my car detailed was, like, 80 bucks. Like, There's what, levels what? to this, Eric. <laughs> All right. Maybe I'm just looking in the wrong places for the wrong people. My car gets cleaned for $35.99. Hmm. They do, like, all kinds of stuff, and it's a hand wash. Yeah, so I'd pay that. Uh, if you have the oil... The only reason oil changes cost more is you have to buy the oil and then pay. But if you have the oil already. And right? filters. So the, the labor is just is whatever rate they charge for their hour. And it doesn't even take an hour. It takes like 20 minutes to do an oil change. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to get under there, have to drain it. And then find somewhere to toss the oil once I've drained it. Then now it's drained. You plug the bottom back up, fill it up, <laughs> flush, flush all the lines. Like, I don't want to do that. So now my question is, for that Verizon service, if the kid was like, I'll set up your phone for you. And he, I'm going to keep saying prices. And you tell me when it's a yes, that you'll just do it in the store. No, Screw I, would it. I would never. never? No, mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do. They, there's nothing they're doing that I cannot do, like, asleep. Five bucks. No. No chance. <laughs> three, I'll go buy one dollars. of my I'll go buy one of my croissants from the farmer's market with five and bucks. Croissant. 
<laughs> yeah, chocolate filled croissant for five bucks or have somebody set up my phone. I don't need that motherfucker. Get out of here. It's But here's what I want to ask. How many people pay for that service? A lot. Like how much money do you think in a fiscal year does Verizon raise by offering that service to transfer your phone? A lot. I would say it's pretty impressive. Like it's unbelievable. It's just the cost is just so crazy to me. Well, I, you're I looking at it's it's thirty bucks anyways. It was twenty nine ninety nine, not counting in tax. So you're probably looking at thirty five bucks. So we'll we'll keep it at forty. But forty ahead, and you know what I mean. Like you have grandmas, you have ma single moms, you have dumb dudes, you have lazy dudes, you have people who are well off. People who are well off, that forty bucks is nothing to them. So yeah, I I also think they. I also think they do a very good job of convincing you that you need it, right? Oh, I'm sure they because do, you because yeah. you're in a communication store with this advanced piece of machinery. We, I'm the tech expert. I'll help you set it up. You got to mm -hmm. be like, like to normal people who don't know. You got like obviously like you, Eric, and I, and people that have been around advanced pieces of equipment are like, no, <laughs> I can set up an iPhone. It's the most user-friendly system ever <laughs> so so for you guys here so last year in 2022 their fiscal year apple sold 232 million iphones we're assuming the two major like let's just let's just assume the two major providers of verizon and at&t divided in half it's 116 let's say out of the 116 million half of them went to the apple store and got theirs and i'm pretty sure apple just does it for free because it's apple so you take 116 divided by two that gives you 58 million so out of the 58 million people that probably went into a Verizon store, how many do you, like, what what percentage would you say did it? And then we can see how much money they would make off of that. I would say almost a, a very, very high percentage. Very high percentage? Man, yeah. I don't have that much. I, I want to believe that I have faith in people, so I'm not going to lean a high percentage, but. Let's say 50%. <sighs> I mean, you could say that. That's, that but, is impossible. I don't think it's 50%. Let's just say so. Fifty percent—that's twenty-nine million people. So twenty-nine million people pay the thirty dollars. I don't know how I'm gonna do the math on that. Hold on. That's eight hundred and seventy million dollars. They made on that feature alone. I'm concerned. How did you do the math on this? What was so like? What was so laborious and difficult? I was gonna try. To, I was gonna. Okay, so I was gonna try to fit the whole twenty-nine million number into the. The just calculator, eight, eight numbers, but I just did 29 instead, and then you know, did the big math in my head 870 million. <laughs> I that's there's no way they made 870 million on that service. Well, I'm just you know, it's probably not that's a lot. Man. That's why I'm saying that that 50% is way too high, bro. I, I wasn't even looking at a quarter of people. Like that that seems crazy to me. One fifth, maybe. Twenty percent, that still seems high. So even if twenty percent did it's like three hundred and forty eight million dollars. 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking they made about two hundred million on this service. That's which, insane. Which is crazy, dude. The re- so the reason why I don't think it's as high as like a lot of people don't have the money to splurge for a new phone. They just do the update and pay over time. So if they do that, they're not going to want to pay that service fee. Uh, and that's most of every young kid because they're all in, in college and they have to have the new hotness but don't have the actual money to pay for it. Um, and then you have like, you know, grandmas and single moms and single fathers. Like they don't have extra disposable income to just throw that away. So that's why I was like, it'd be lower. But we've spent enough time on this. Either way, $200 million is probably a crazy number. Um, I'm, I'm certain if Verizon offers it, I'm certain AT&T offers it, Cricket offers it, uh, Sprint Mobile, Mint Mobile. What is, uh, what else, what, what other ones? What else we got? Singular Wireless, Tell. <laughs> Pretty sure all of those are now like, because T-Mobile, T-Mobile and Sprint combined. So, uh, and I'm pretty sure all of them ate up Bell, a smaller ones. Bell Wireless. <laughs> Bro, my mom was at AT&T for so goddamn long that she went through all those names. <laughs> Southwestern Bell, Singular Wireless, AT&T. Like, she went through all of them. All right. So, Pop Culture Pick'em, Top 5 TV Dads. Uh, today's order is going to be myself, Eric, Nick. I'm going to go ahead and kick it off first. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Would you like to guess who I'm can, going? Can I pause you real quick? So, seeing that it might be hard to get like, we'll, we'll cross action. that. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. We'll keep okay. going. Hold cross. on. Hold on. What? So I was going to say like they they have to be a dad in the show, and it has to be like. Active, but it doesn't have to be like a TV dad, like you're like you're thinking, like a, he's a TV dad on a sitcom. It could be a character in the show who's a dad, but his like the fact that he's a dad has to be prevalent, like to the show. Yeah, we'll cross like, we'll cross okay. that bridge. Stop. All right, okay. All <laughs> let right. let us play this game. Does anyone want to take a guess who my first pick is? You don't want to take a guess, or you don't have a guess. I don't want to give my no. Away I'm not guessing when I'm going third, <laughs> bro. It's Mandalorian. I don't want sneaky Eric being like, that's a good. <laughs> that's why I was, I, I was just thinking like, yo, you guys want to take a guess? Like, damn, I didn't realize everyone got, got real competitive about their own list. <laughs> so you're saying Mando from the Mandalorian show with Grogu? Yes, the Mandalorian. Cool. Um, I will take. But he's not a biological father. Yeah, well, neither is my father, so come see me. Facts. I'll take a Red Foreman. Uh, I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna go with a double. I'm gonna go with a double. Uh, I'm taking Joel from The Last of Us, uh, and Philip Banks from Fresh Prince. Solid picks. I'm shocked. With, 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 I am shocked. With special. Uh, go. <laughs> I'm shocked that Fresh Prince's dad is not a number one pick. Like, that's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. crazy he's not a number one pick. Y'all should be ashamed well, of yourself. Well, I knew I had him. 
I knew I had it in the bag, so I, I had one too. If you want to make it feel better, I'll go Philip Banks. Not nah, he's one. Joel too. Way better than Joel. Get out of here with That's get out of here with Pedro non accent having ass Pascal. Uh, <laughs> no no comment. <laughs> All right, Eric, go ahead. Um I'll take uh I'll take Eric Taylor from Friday Night Lights. Damn it. Oh, he's such a good dad. Ooh, TV dads. All right, so it's back to me. And it's time to panic! Panic! <laughs> uh, oof. Man, I don't really know. Oh, I know who I want. I had to look up his name real quick. Give me one second. Maybe you guys know. What's Steve Urkel's dad? Mr. Urkel. In Family Matters. Carl no, that's not, not Steve Verkel's dad. The uh, Carl Winslow. Yeah. From Family Matters. Yep. I'm going Carl Winslow, and then uh, ooh, uh, Bill Cosby. I knew it was coming. <laughs> he was a good TV dad. You cannot get angry at how good of a TV dad he was. However, an actual person, piece of shit. Maybe not uh, so good. I mean, he's out of jail. Is he really that bad? <laughs> Ooh. Whoa. Moving on. <laughs> uh, with my third pick, I'll take uh, Tony Soprano. Is he a good dad? I don't think so. But... <laughs> he is a TV dad? dad. He is what do you mean, what dad? do I mean? That dad will kill for you, bro. Literally. Yeah, I think we stand by what we said. He's not a good dad. (laughs) Uh, All right, so I'll go. I'm going back-to-back again here with third and fourth. I'll take Homer Simpson and Ned Stark. Homer Simpson from The Simpsons, Ned Stark from Game of Thrones. Damn. That Ned Stark one's a good pick. I wish I would have picked him. Yeah. Great dad. Only lasts a little bit. (laughs) R.I.P. Sean Bean. (laughs) Classic. Oh, it's just, um, uh, just a list of hitters right now. That's a pretty good list. Um, I'm going to take uh, Frank Costanza from Seinfeld. That's good. That's a good one. <laughs> he seemed like such a bad dad in that show. Isn't he also – Isn't he? he's also the dad in King of Queens, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, back, back to me? Yes, sir. All right, so I want – I want Tim Taylor and Al Bundy. Oh, good ones. Good picks. Good picks. I had I wish I didn't take Bill Cosby, but I had to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was this is the way. <laughs> um man, I have two here I want to pick. But he was more of a dad. So I'm going to go with, uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched it, but I'm going to go with Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. It's a good pick. It's a, it's a really, a really, really good pick. I'm, di- I'm divided here. I'm going to go with one close to my heart. I'm going to Dan- go. Danny Turner. I'm going to go with, no. I'm going to go Vegeta from DBZ. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. He's a good dad. <laughs> He's weak, little bitch. 
Goku just snaps his finger and gets super strong. Yeah, exactly. Vegeta's got to work for it. Loser. Uh, that's that's it for picks, right? Yeah, yeah. that should be all uh, fifteen. Uh, yeah. I wanted to. I, I I was debating between Vegeta and this guy, Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. That's who I was debating, but he was like, he was just. He's kind of just a dad at the end of the show, right? He's still how a dad. Is, how is he a dad? That's a. I'm glad nobody picked him. I would have had a bone to pick he him off. He's a dad and, and has a kid. Yeah, and he has those girls that he's raising. The two girls. Get the fuck out of here. Anybody <laughs> can be a dad, Jermaine. I don't give a fuck if anyone can be a dad. Anyone can be a father. It takes a man to be a dad. He was a father the whole show, Eric. It wasn't just like at the very end, oh, by the way, he has two kids so he can sneak into the top 15 TV dad categories. Get the fuck out of here. He's an honorable mention. He didn't sneak in. Yeah, that's why I'm saying. Apparently, Vegeta gets poo-pooed. He freaking knocks his kid out so his kid doesn't get killed by Boo. Vegeta is fine. I had no issues. I would have had an issue with Ron Swanson. Also, uh, honorable mention, Jay Pritchett, the actual good father in Modern Family. Phil Dunphy's a fucking dingus. Fucking weak-ass dude. Damn. Phil Dun- he's right, always uh, a, uh, he's a dork who gets clowned on all the time. Can't take care of his family. The wife has to do it all. It's, a, it's, a it's embarrassing. Judgment. Embarrassing. Be can't stronger. Can't take care of his family, but his wife didn't work for eight. Whatever. We're not going to get into an argument about a fictional Jeez. character. But... Oh, I was about to see friggin' a tennis match between which, <laughs> no. who's the stronger modern family father. <laughs> no. It's Jay Pritchett all day. Yeah, and he's with and he's with Sofia Vergara. Bro, are you kidding me? That doesn't me? make him a good dad. That makes him a stud. Have you seen? Yeah, he's a yeah. stud and yes. a good dad. Yeah, 100%. I'm not denying that Jay Purchase is a good dad, but dude, he lets it's dude, a fictional fucking character. Dude, he it's lets just Manny, an opinion. Lets, Nobody dislikes yeah. Phil dude, Dunphy. I'm dude, just yeah, saying, like, he, we're he, not gonna go down this road right now. Dude, he's, he's hysterical in it, but he's not a good dad. He's a great dad because he's hardline and he has he's he's an, he's raised in an old traditional way, and yet he still lets Manny do whatever the heck he wants because it makes him happy. <laughs> That's a good dad being like, I don't agree with it, but if it makes you happy, do it. He's like, why do you dress like a 40-year-old man on vacation? <laughs> One of the ones that got me was uh, they were they were like trying to go on a trip or whatever, and they had to stay at a motel. And Manny was like, I'm used, I'm a used, I'm used to a, a certain level of amenities that that change drastically <laughs> when it goes from an H to an M. And Jay looks at him and goes, When I met you, you were eating cereal out of a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. Uh, that's a good one. Yo, uh, Cam is in that show is a good dad as well. Phil Duffy's a good dad. I just like giving him shit. He's dude. his wife holds the fort down. That dude is an idiot in that show, and shout it bothers out, me. Shout out in all these sitcoms to episodes where dads get like the the episode where the dad character gets to shine. Yeah. So AKA, there's the episode where Manny's father comes back, and Jay has to like be like and then he leaves um, again and he has to be like hey like sorry yeah. your dad sucks like and his his dad is the dude who plays the fbi agent in uh miss congeniality, congeniality. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah shout out a fire movie if you don't like miss congeniality i i have a bone to pick with you right. yeah that's true <laughs> yo number two not as good as the first one still dope though still a good movie yeah still dope all, all right, right so 
read the list back, Eric, and then we'll we'll push into the next uh, topic. Uh, so Jermaine for top five TV dads, Jermaine had the first pick. He went with The Mandalorian, Carl Winslow, Bill Cosby, Tim Taylor, and Al Bundy. My list wins again. You guys need to do better, bro. <laughs> no, it does not, dude. Red for Foreman. sure. I got Bill Cosby. Uh, Red Foreman, Eric Taylor, Tony Soprano, Frank Costanza, Phil Dunphy, and Nick took Joel from The Last of Us, Philip Banks, Homer Simpson, Ned Stark, and Vegeta. It's a great list. I'm just saying, dude, Bill Cosby, he sneaks up on you. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on! (laughs) Yo, it got real quiet. Speaking of Bill Cosby, who (laughs) wants to talk about baseball? (laughs) That's a professional segue for you. (laughs) All right, as we alluded to, we'll be getting into the NL East today. <laughs> uh, the NL East is an actually a pretty exciting division with the Mets and the Phillies and the Braves. It's yeah, this should be fun. All right, Nick, you want to drive and take it away? I will. I will drive. I will take it away. So the NL East last Classic year had Bill Cosby approach had three had three. Speaking of Bill Cosby, the Atlanta Braves won the division last year. Uh, One hundred and one wins. The Mets uh, came in second, also with 101 wins. Uh, the Phillies were in third. They also made the playoffs, 87 wins. The Marlins had 69 wins. And your worst team in baseball, the Washington Nationals, finished fifth in the division with 55 wins. If we take a look uh, at, at every team's uh, luck last year, uh, Atlanta was it won 101 games and was an unlucky team. They were six wins below where they should have been. So that's a 107-win uh, Atlanta ball club. The New York Mets were actually the uh, one of three teams in baseball to have no luck at all. So they finished <laughs> exactly where they should have been at 101 wins. Classic Mets. <laughs> Classic Mets. The Philadelphia Phillies, the, the uh, NL champion and World Series runner-ups, had 87 wins. Uh, they got hot in the playoffs. So they were two wins. Uh, above where they should have been. They should have been at 85 based on luck factor. Uh, the Miami Marlins were unlucky. They were five wins below with where they should have been. And the Washington Nationals were one of the most unlucky teams in baseball. Really? They, had, they were seven wins below their record. So if you add that up and using simple math, 55 plus seven means they still would have lost 100 games. Exactly. That's, yo, <laughs> It, well, you're unlucky because you traded Juan Soto like a knucklehead. So you deserve every bit of unluckiness you had. And Josh Bell, yeah. Uh, yeah, who Josh Bell, who did he sign with? Well, we will get into that, my friend. That's a professional podcast, right? What a, what, a, what a great segue. So, uh, based on that, so Atlanta, they, they won the division last year, 101 wins. Like I said, uh, they let uh, Kenley Jansen, Dansby Swanson, and Wilson Contreras uh, walk in the offseason. Jansen went to uh, Boston. Dansby Swanson was signed by the Cubs. And William, sorry, William Contreras, the brother of Wilson, uh, went to Oakland in a trade for Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy, uh, lots of wins that they produced. Uh, they also signed Eli White uh, from Texas. On the, the offseason, though, because of that loss, because of the loss of uh, guys like Kenley Jansen and Dansby Swanson, who had almost six wins last year, 
and William Contreras. The Braves actually, during the offseason, uh, so far in the offseason, are five wins uh, below where they were last year. So they lost five wins uh, this offseason. The uh, second-place team, the New York Mets, 101 team, uh, or 101-win team last year. Uh, it's really good when you're the New York Mets to have an owner who also loves uh, the New York Mets. <laughs> so Steve Cohen, being a fan of the New York Mets, is attempting to break baseball, maybe, if you will. So the Mets this year lost uh, lost four players. So they lost uh, Tyjon Walker to the Phillies. They lost Jacob deGrom to the Rangers. They lost Chris Bassett to the Blue Jays, and they lost Trevor Williams to Washington. However, they signed David Robinson from the Cubs. They signed uh, Kode Segwa, or Senga, Senga, excuse me, uh, Japanese international prospect. They signed Jose Quintana from Pittsburgh. They signed Brooks Riley from Tampa Bay. They signed Omar Navarez, catcher from Milwaukee. They re-signed Adam Adovino. They re-signed Brandon Nemo. And they signed Justin Verlander from the Houston Astros. All that has amounted to the New York Mets did the opposite of what the Braves did. The New York Mets added five wins this offseason based on all that spending and retained most of the roster that got them to uh, the playoffs last year. So they only added five wins after all that? Yeah. So so essentially what they did is they – they added a win with Jacob. They added a win with Justin Verlander over Jacob DeGrom. But they also lost. They, they basically traded Chris Bassett for Jose Quintana. They essentially traded Tyjon Walker for David Robinson. And they, they the, the re-signing of Adovino and Nemo was big. Uh, and then we, again, the, the problem with predicting players coming over from Japan is, is we don't know where, where they're going to, where they're, or how they're going to do, not where they're going to do, how they're going to do on the year. So we, we, we project him right now to have for, to have about one win added to the Mets. He probably won't pitch. Uh, he's probably not going to be their top of the order guy, right? They have a lot of top of the order guys. They're one of them being Max Serger. But did you guys see this in spring training? That Max Serger is already using the pitch clock to fuck with hitters. How? So, basically, Max Serger can take did had a bat against the Nationals in spring training, where Serger can take his whole time to stand on the mound and grab the ball and hold it there, and it makes a hitter uncomfortable, right? So the hitter called the Washington Nationals hitter called time. So Scherzer stepped off the mound, then went back on the rubber, assumed his stance, didn't move his glove, so that as soon as that hitter steps back in the box, Scherzer can pitch to him. So basically, the dude stepped back in the box, and there's a 97 mile per hour fastball. And how? What is? He, so he's getting on the mound and holding it first. So, so why with is the, that messing with the hitter? I don't understand that. So with the new pitch clock, the hitter has a certain amount of time 
that he that that he can spend, right? So if the hitter isn't set by the time the pitch clock yes. is over, then he it's a strike for him. Mm-hmm. Right? So Serger, what Serger is essentially making people do is he's making the hitters rush their routine. So as soon as the pitch clock starts, as soon as the pitcher toes that rubber. Right? Okay. So in between pitches, right? Well, it's really in between pitches, right? As soon as the pitcher receives the ball back or, you know, the, the hitter calls time, that's when the pitch clock starts again. So Serger is basically forcing, basically speeding up the hitters now. So that by so it's it's not the hitters waiting on him. It's him waiting on the hitter. And anytime you can get a hitter on his back foot, the pitcher's going to win. So just stay in the box then. I don't understand that. Oh, okay. I just, like, you know this is a, is a rule, right? If the pitcher dictates when the clock starts, then be ready. Like, you got to know Max Scherzer is going to be doing this. I don't understand how you're thrown off. It, it doesn't feel like you, if you know Max Scherzer is doing it, how are you still thrown off by it? Well, because I think he just started doing it. I assume in the regular season, hitters won't be won't won't be thrown off by it. Yeah, and then Max Scherzer is going to fucking bitch about something because right. that's all he does. <laughs> Probably the umpires again. Yeah, of course. So New York Mets, like I said, added added all those people, added five wins in the offseason, lots of trades, uh, lots of big contracts given out. Uh, they're going to have to probably pay a luxury, a luxury tax. Your returning NL champion. Philadelphia Phillies uh, lost Gene Segura in the offseason to Miami. So a lot of guys not being able to leave the division here. Uh, they did sign, however, Philly uh, signed Josh Harrison, Josh Harrison from the Chicago White Sox, Trey Turner from the Dodgers. Tyson Walker stayed in the division. He signed from the Mets. Then they signed uh, another pickup from the Dodgers, Craig Kimbrell from the Dodgers, Matt Strom. Uh, from Boston. And if both those guys can recover their form of a couple years ago, this is going to be a very, those are going to be very, very good signings. Uh, overall, the Philadelphia Phillies added four wins in the offseason. Combine that with where they're at right now, and we're looking at a, a, a pretty decent Phillies team. Uh, the Miami Marlins are next. Miami uh, lost two players. They lost. Uh, Elicer Hernandez and Jesus Aguilar, who were not very good players, think like minus one win for them both. <laughs> uh, Elizer Hernandez was actually signed by the Mets, where he'll he'll be insulated a little bit from you know from Miami. A lot of players play bad in Miami, and then when if they go to good teams, um, they they perform a little bit better. And Jesus Aguilar went to uh, Baltimore. The Quietly in the offseason, though, the Marlins signed Johnny Cueto from the Chicago White Sox and Gene Secura kept him in the division against the Phillies, which I think is a big pickup for them. I said that they were kind of unlucky. And with those signings and not really losing anybody, the Marlins quietly added six wins in the offseason with those signings. Talked about how the uh, Nationals were... uh, very unlucky, but also had the worst record in baseball. They uh, traded Josh Bell in the middle of the year to the San Diego Padres. That's the only uh, player they lost. They managed to sign Trevor Williams from the Mets. Like I said, a lot of players will still be playing each other in the divisions. And uh, 
they they signed um, uh, a pitcher from the Detroit Tigers, uh, Calderero, who was an All Star two years ago. So if he can if he can return to that form, this would be a great pickup for Washington. I don't I, I don't know if if it's gonna make anybody happy here in DC. They they pretty much broke even, maybe on the negative side of of war added in the offseason. So about 62 wins. So first before I move on, any comments on the on the uh, free agents from that or anybody that I missed or anybody you guys were super impressed about or what was a super super dumb move by any of the teams? Uh, I mean, Gene Segura leaving the Phillies feels like kind of a dumb move, but the Phillies roster <laughs> is still stacked. So, well, when you sign Trey Turner, that that stuff kind of seems to happen. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much it. Trey Turner to that team is scary, though. Yeah. I, I have a little bit of a random question, though. Um, is 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 trading or letting players walk interdivisionally something that happens regularly in baseball? Because I feel like. How all these players were in the division or stayed in their division even though they left their original team, and you don't see like I think you see that a lot less often in other sports. Uh, I I would say it is this 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 many people moving in like and staying in the division is rare. Okay. I mean, we saw it in I mean in the AL East, you had Kevin Kiermaier move to Toronto. That was really the only, the only move that we've talked about, and and, and Corey Kluber moved from the Rays to to the Red Sox. Um, but it, it's kind of unprecedented to see this much movement within the division. Okay, I was just curious because it just seemed like a lot of players moved in the division. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of these players made a lot of moves to at the trade deadline, and then they made a lot of moves in the off season. Because right. they think they're good enough to win it all. So, I mean, it's crazy. The Mets had 101 wins and got second place. Right. <laughs> like sneak sneak peek. I think I sneak peek. I think that's going to happen again. That they're going to get second. No, I think the Mets are winning the division. Oh, sneak peek! They're going to get 101 again. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I like what they did, uh, and also. Uh, you know, DeGrom is amazing, but I'm, they needed to get out of that, it felt like, because he never really played a full season for him. He wasn't. I mean, when, when's the last time he played a full season for them? That's, that's, I mean, that's a good question. He, he, is just, he is just injured all the time, Jacob just, DeGrom was. Um, let's see. Let's, so let's, he had uh, five wins, four losses for them last year. The last time Jacob Degrom has pitched a full season was 2019. What's considered a full season? Thirty games. Yeah, I mean he he started he started 32 games. That's that's considered a that's considered a full season. Now the last two full seasons Jacob Degrom has played: 2018, 10 and 9, 1.7 ERA, Cy Young. 2019, 11 and 8, 2.43 ERA, Cy Young. Yeah, I mean that's three years ago though. Now, <laughs> right. true, very true. I, 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 all I'm saying is that when Jacob Degrom pitches a full season, he is. I mean, there's a reason he's my dark horse to win 
Cy Young every year. Yeah, I mean, or not even my dark horse. He's my bet to win Cy Young every year. All I'm saying is when Anthony Davis plays a full season, he's a top five player. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. If if you have to start attaching ifs to the end of somebody's name, that's that's when. Yeah. I just I just because I know the Mets got they are a punching bag of <laughs> the internet and the media, just classic Mets. But I actually losing. DeGrom and bringing in Verlander, I actually don't know if the, if I'm really thinking that was as bad as people thought it was. Everything is on the table for the Mets this year. That's 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 what I'll say about the Mets' chances. Everything <laughs> everything is on. You, this is you finally got what you wanted. You got an owner that spent oodles and oodles of money. You have a division that is probably Atlanta. Your biggest competitor got worse. Right or didn't get better. The yeah. Phillies got better, but the Phillies still have to play Atlanta and a resurgent Miami type, Miami team. I I just I, I think that this is going to be one of the funnest divisions in baseball. Sands Nationals. Yeah, uh, who's the best player on the Nationals right now? Uh oh, that says it all. That says it all. <laughs> So let's see. Uh, <laughs> Maybe is he still with the Nationals? All right, hold on. I'll I'll tell you it is. Holy cow! I forgot they had Scherzer. I know we just talked about him, but I, yeah. I was I'm looking at the uh, the pitching staff for the Mets. Yeah, they got some pretty good. They got some pretty good pitchers on this roster. Yeah, they got some arms. That's for sure. Man, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's still struggling with the Nationals. Uh, I don't want to bag. I don't want to bag this team too much, but that's your new. That's your second favorite team now, dude. Yeah, I guess tickets will be cheap, and that's what I like. Who? So let's see. I'm trying to find the roster right now. Uh, is it C.J. Abrams? <laughs> Maybe my the, rookie of the, the year. The rookie of the year, because right? he won rookie of the year last year, right? No, he didn't. No. He did I, not. I, I picked him to win rookie of the year. That's what it was. Maybe Nelson uh, Cruz. 42-year-old Nelson Cruz. Damn, that's a tough. That's tough if you're talking about Nelson Cruz still. Luke Luke Voigt. Man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I mean I mean maybe Josiah Gray, maybe Patrick Corbin. <laughs> dude, I mean, you're gonna get the the cheapest tickets yeah. ever, dude. Oh man! So uh, he, so, so based on based on what's happening, what's up? Now Luke Foy is with the Brewers, is what this says. Yeah, well, there we go. The best player on the Nationals is on the Brewers, and Nelson Cruz is uh the, with the Padres. He's the DH <laughs> no. for the Padres. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yo, the Nationals, they're going to be giving you free tickets, Nick. Yeah. Um, so we want to get into the division p- predictions now. You want, you want to read off the odds to us, Eric? Yeah. So like we did uh, with the last uh, divisional breakdown, we'll start with the division winner. Um, so I do mm. have the odds. What's up? Yeah. No. No, go ahead. Okay. So I do have the odds here pulled up. So for doing the NL East, uh, the Mets are the favorite at plus one thirty. 
Uh, the Bra- the Braves plus one forty, Phillies plus three seventy, Marlins plus three thousand, and the Nationals are plus twenty thousand to win the NL East. Um, I took the Braves at plus one forty, but uh, see what you guys have. Uh, give me Mets. Plus Mets plus one thirty is insane. The last couple of years, this division has been great because. Whether you like the Mets or whether you like the Braves or whether you like the Phillies, right? Phillies added a lot of people. Or whether you want to take a flyer on a Marlins team, they're not going to win the division. But 3,000 on a, on, a, on a Marlins team? I'm going to take the Phillies at plus 370. Okay. I think Trey Turner and Bryce Harper are going to, going to make this division their bitch. That's... When if I mean when Bryce Harper comes plays a half season because of Tommy John, Bryce Harper's out. Oh, I don't want the Phillies no more, dude. <laughs> He's got he got Tommy John. When did he get Tommy John? At after the, the, the year. after the, the postseason after the World Series, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't want the Phillies at all. Then, damn the Phillies. Switch it if you want. I am switching it. I just have to decide who I'm going with. Nah, Atlanta burned me last year. I'm going with the Mets. Let's get let's get the Mets a, a division crown, and then they'll just choke in the playoffs. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I I almost went with the Mets uh, for my pick, but my brother being a Mets fan, it just lingers in my head. He's I talked to him about it earlier, and he's like, I don't care what they have, who they signed, or what they brought in. The Mets are going to bet. So they they won 101 games last year, and they met it up, dude, in the playoffs. So as as per uh, Phillies dot Phillies MLB dot com site, Bryce Harper is scheduled to return around the All Star game, and uh, I, I, it's it's good news, right? This this year, this is the best thing that could happen to the Phillies, right? Is that you don't have to instantly put Bryce Harper at, in the All Star game. You don't have to put him in a position, right? Put him in DH, have him have him hit in DH for the whole year. Don't ever play him in the outfield. Don't risk hurting that arm. So. Yeah, I mean, you get Bryce Harper for half the year. It's kind you know, of a, you, you're going to play uh, Kyle Schwarber in the outfield? Maybe. Dude's a linebacker. <laughs> Fucking Mack truck, bro. Right, right. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move into regular season wins. Uh, start with Again, everything's going to be in alphabetical order. Start with the Atlanta Braves. Their line was set at 94 and a half. Nick, what do you got? Over. Jermaine? Yeah, I'll take the over. I was I was debating. I almost took the under, but I'll take the over. Perfect. Uh, moving down to Miami. Miami's line has been set at 76 and a half. Over, and it's my favorite bet of the year. You can get over at even? Yeah. Over, even money. I think I, I think the Miami Marlins will be around 500 this year. What was the Miami Marlins win total last year? What did they win last year? They won 55. No, no that was they won. Sorry. They won 60, 69. 69. 69. Nice. 69. I just nice. Wanted, I just wanted to get you to say that. Very uh, nice. Oh, let's see. They play. In Miami. That's a tough division. 76 wins, but there's a lot of bad teams in the NL. See the Rockies. <laughs> um no lies detected 
I'll take the over on this one. Yeah, buddy. Hopefully, uh, you said you said they signed Cueto and oh man, now I'm blanked on the dude they signed. What was this? What was the position player they signed? Cueto and Gene Segura. Segura, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh. Quiet, right. good moves. Okay. All right. So moving into the New York Mets, uh, their line has been set. Hammer over four and a half. <laughs> it can oh, be yeah. set. They, it, it can be set at hundred and four and a half, and I'd still take the over. Yeah, I think the Mets go over on this one. I, I, I don't actually think they got worse this offseason. No, they didn't. And, you know, they had some departures, but I don't think they got worse. So I, I'm hammering the over on this one. Um, hopefully their uh, middle of the pack, no luck, continues to run. and I don't have to worry about bad luck games, but I'll take the Mets over. All right, uh, moving into Philly. Uh, their regular uh, season win total has been set at 88 and a half. Oof. That's such a good line. Phillies, 88 and a half. I have Miami hitting over. Let me get the under on this one. Uh, I don't like it over. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect line. This was the New York Yankees line. Uh, yeah. This So the Phillies and the Yankees lines feel real, real good. Yeah. Uh, if Miami doesn't hit, Philadelphia's over should hit. But right. oh, give me the under. I mean, <laughs> the, I don't even just next under. <laughs> and uh, just because we have to, the Washington Nationals uh, regular season win total is set at sixty and a half. Next under. Time. It's another excellent. It's a line. great line. I'm taking the under though. Oh, I don't like it. I'm gonna go over. <laughs> it's because of the division they play. I'm, I'm going. T- I'm going over. Washington Nationals team that one of the one of the top three unluckiest teams in baseball last year won 55 games and got worse. They and had they Juan it. Soto and Josh Bell for most of that season last half year. of the season. All right, so now we're going to move into uh, if these teams will make the playoffs. Uh, we'll start with Atlanta. Atlanta, yes, minus 475. No plus. 370. Don't, don't even, don't even next. Don't even think about it. Yes, <laughs> nah, they're making it. Hey, we're, we're, yeah, we're just picking. We're going yes. But right. uh, uh, obviously, yeah. you're probably not betting. Right. That you're not going to bet. That, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Listen uh, to the my, big man. Miami, uh, yes, plus Hell 320, no. no minus 400. Listen, I, I, listen, I, I am, I am excited to see what Miami does this year. I think they're getting 500. There is no way in hell they're up there. No. They're making the playoffs. No, they're the fourth best team in this division. So if if three alone come out of this, then you have the Dodgers, Padres, and Giants beating up each other. You know, the NL Central has the Cardinals. The Cubs actually got better. There's no chance the Marlins are making the playoffs in the NL. I don't – well, I mean, I wouldn't say no chance, but I'm saying no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the New York Mets, uh, theirs is yes, minus 500. No plus three ninety. Yes, keep it I moving. Mean, yep, keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. Yeah. All right, and then we're gonna move into the Phillies. The Phillies is uh, minus two hundred for yes, and plus one seventy for no. I'm for yes. I I don't think I don't think there is. I I think Philly will sneak in as the third wild card. Mainly so, because mainly because I don't think there's another team. In the NL, and, and and we'll cover this when we get to our NL Central. 
I don't think – I think Milwaukee got way, way worse in the offseason. And that's the only team that I could see. And the Giants are done. The, 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 the little blip that we saw is not – that was a that was a Miami Marlins winning the World Series in the middle of a rebuild, in the middle of trading all the way their players. That's what I was about to ask. I was going to ask how you feel about – like between Giants and Phillies, who do you think is making it? I think it's the Phillies. So, so here's so to, to give you a preview of the whole NL. I think Arizona. I think Chicago. I think Miami got better. I think yes. they're very fantastic. They're going to be fantastic teams to watch. Mm-hmm. I think Milwaukee and San Francisco got worse enough to fall out of the conversation. And I think Colorado, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Washington are awful. Right? Those are the teams that are below Philadelphia. Uh-huh. That that so I was sitting here wrestling if I was going to take the Giants over the Phillies. You have swayed me, so I will take yes for Phillies to make the playoffs. All right. I I will say one team. I think the only team that can challenge Philadelphia is going to be the Chicago Cubs. Yes, sir. That's who I was thinking and, too, bro. And, Let's go. And I, I do. I've done it every year for the last two years. You can go check the receipts. The third annual Nick Morahan bets the Chicago Cubs to make the playoffs <laughs> is happening 2023. So here, here's the difference between the last two years, Eric. The last two years, I have told Nick he's out of his fucking mind. <laughs> Don't bet the Cubs. He's told me I am the crazy person. <laughs> he bet the Cubs. So here we are. I agree with him. This is the year to buy low on the Cubs because they're not going to have the expectations. A lot of the moves the Cubs made made them a good baseball team, not a great baseball team. Which we will get into in our NL Central preview episode. Foreshadowing. And then obviously the very last one here, Eric, (laughs) read us the odds, please. Uh, So for the Nats, obviously it's going to be a no, but uh, their line is set at plus 2500 for yes and minus 10,000 for no. <laughs> that minus 10,000 as well. Let me hammer that. <laughs> I know I know we all we say this and we talk about value and yada 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 and whatever. Just don't do it. <laughs> if you're going to bet them, give me give me the give me your money. Look, uh, it's guaranteed to hit. So if you put 1000 on minus 10,000, right. <laughs> you going to hit the bet, true. but you yeah. ain't going to make no money. Right. <laughs> that's one of those those you just throw in a parlay to you know can you parlay can you parlay teams to make the playoffs uh no we tried it last time we tried to do do the three and the trifecta classic eric throw in a parlay that you can't do if you got got like a different account that isn't so bullshitty you know what i mean (laughs) throw it in a way you can't do it hey if you got five dimes you can do it oh all right, we're going to pivot into uh, division finishing position. Uh, again, always in alphabetical order, so we'll start with the Atlanta Braves. Um, you see the odds here. First, plus 140. Second, plus 185. Third, plus 330. Fourth, plus eight. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Plus 850 and fifth, plus 9,000. Um, you guys... Second. Second. C. Second at plus 185. Moving down to Miami. Sorry, the screen takes a second to load up. Uh, Miami, uh, best odds for them is fourth at minus 115. 
third plus two sixty five, second plus six hundred, fifth plus seven fifty, and first plus three thousand. What do you guys? The got? fact that you can still get the the Marlins at minus one fifteen to finish fourth is pretty good. That is really good. What's what with Bryce Harper's injury? I know they added Trey Turner, and they still have a very good baseball team. But if someone sat here and told me they wanted to take third for the Marlins at plus 265, I think it'd be crazy, but uh, I'm all for it. I'm all for seeing that because – You do you, big dog. They play each other a lot. I, I'm going fourth. I put fourth at minus 115, yeah, but yeah. plus 265 – and, you know, maybe the maybe the Phillies are unlucky this year. Maybe. And uh, you know, you get a little you get a little hot streak from the Marlins. Who do you think is going to be the biggest seller in the NL this this year? The biggest seller in the NL. I have the Brewers. Yeah, the Brewers or the Giants. Yeah. Oh, the Giants is a good pick. All right, yeah. next team, hey, Eric. Nick. Just to confirm, you want fourth, right? See. See. Okay. So we're going to move on to the New York Mets. Uh, their best odds is for first at plus 130. Uh, what? And you you guys get both have, plus money? You guys sorry, both have them winning the division, so I'm going to put that in for you guys. Um, I took them second at plus 195, third plus 350, fourth plus 900, and to finish last would be plus 10,000. So Nick and Jermaine went first. I took them to win second. Uh, moving to Philly, uh, they have the uh, their best odds is to get third place at plus 180. Uh, second plus two eighty five, fourth plus three ten, first plus three seventy, fifth plus two twenty uh, two hundred. Uh, I took him at third plus one eighty. What do you guys got? How boring! I'm going chalk. Yeah, third plus one eighty. Cool. Yep. And then the last team. Well, it better be minus a. Th- it better be minus <laughs> ten thousand. So uh, I mean, I'm pulling up just so you guys can see the screen. Uh, their best odds is uh, fifth yeah. minus ten thousand. Not. Um, yeah. Which is what I think everybody's taking, so we can just move into the trifectas, and then I'll tell you, um, I'll tell you guys what you guys' trifecta odds are here, real quick. Give me the Washington second. Nationals will have the worst record in the NL. Ooh, that's a fun bet. Can you bet that? Uh, I'm sure I can find it on here. Give me one second to get this done, and then I'll look for that as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, so we have first New York Mets, second Atlanta, and third. Philadelphia. What are the odds on that? Uh, give me one second here. It's this. This is a. They have all. They have like all the options. I got. So you have uh, New York, Atlanta, Philly is going to be plus three fifty. Oh, that's, Ooh, that's nice. good value. That's and then, nice. Just, just um, for the record, I took Atlanta to win the division, so I have them first. New York second, and Philly third, and that's uh, plus three seventy. So only, only about twenty uh, plus twenty more odds. That's good. <laughs> sounds like a that sounds like a funny sentence to hear out loud. Plus Only plus 20, twenty more odds. Plus twenty more odds. <sighs> All right, I want to see that bet. If you can, yeah, looking it up right now. Bet Washington. That'd be crazy. That'd be a fun bet, though. It's probably not gonna be. It's probably not gonna be like some crazy amount of money. Well, let's see. Who's the worst team in the AL? Uh, the Kansas City Royals or the Oakland Athletics. Ooh, you mean the Las Vegas Athletics. Right. Or the Las Vegas Royals. <laughs> Yo, they're trying to get both of those teams? No. I don't. What was the, what's the thing about? Yeah, uh, that's the Oakland. So I guess they're in Vegas right now uh, for like some sort of meetings or whatever the MLB is. 
and the city of Las Vegas is pitching the athletics to move to Las Vegas. Yeah, not shocking. That seems, it seems diabolical at this point. What does Las Vegas have against the city of Oakland? Yeah, I don't know. They're just approaching <laughs> everything. They're just like, they're like, fuck Oakland. They pissed me off right. one day. I'm going to take all their sports teams, fucking bro. hate Oakland. So they don't have for the NL, but the Nets have the, are tied for first uh, best odds to get uh, the fewest wins with the Athletics. Ooh, plus two eighty. I'm. I'm willing Ooh. to take that bet. Oh, Kansas City Royals at plus twelve hundred to have the fewest regular season wins. Look at those Colorado Rockies creeping. Yeah, but everybody does this. Like everybody is like, oh, Colorado's going to lose a bunch of games. Yeah, they don't though. They lose that shitty number of like eighty-five <laughs> to ninety-five. Not shitty enough to be get like a, a, a franchise changing player. So you can get three. Oh no, that's central. Damn it! It's only yeah. it's even money for the NLEs for three teams to make the playoffs. I got hyped when I saw this, and I fucking realized it was the NL Central. If three yes. NL Central teams make, holy crap! This this something's gone wrong in baseball. If that happens. All these futures that we're going to give out leading up to the start of the baseball season did not hit. So Thanos, Thanos. Has, Thanos has snapped away half of the NL East. So that's, how, <laughs> that's how three teams make the playoffs in the Central. Yeah, the NL East is the best division in the NL. Yeah. So, uh, And we will have an episode where we go through all this stuff. It's going to be the last one we do for the NL both. So we'll go through all this stuff and get some more interesting bets for everybody. So are we riding Nationals plus 280 or Athletics plus 280? I'm not riding either of them. To be last in I'm, wins? I'm riding Royals plus 1,200. So you're just not even going to bet the other ones? Mm-hmm. I'm going, I'm going, uh, I'm going to go athletics. Athletics are going to have the worst record in baseball. I'll take plus 280. Actually, you know what? Fuck that. I'll take the Rockies. <laughs> just kidding. Vegas says it's a bet that you can take. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up our NL East breakdown. Pretty much chalk. I don't really know if we we did anything that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 let's let's listen. The debate in this division is: Do you believe that Atlanta did enough to stay as true competitors with the Mets? If you did then you're going to make money betting either the Braves or the Mets, right? I personally think the Mets had one of the best off seasons I can remember. And they're there. They are now better than the Braves. I, I think they're going to, they're going to, we're going to see the exact same thing happen that happened last year is that the Mets are going to be ahead of the Braves. I the, think prob- that, the problem is always the trade deadline. Right. I, <laughs> I, I, I think Philly got better, right? I think the Marlins got better. I think the Nationals play in a terrible, terrible division to be a bad team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, Jermaine asked it earlier who's going to be the biggest sellers in the uh, NL. Um, as far as buyers, if both these teams are sitting, like, buying back and forth with first and second, you think they're going to be some of the biggest buyers or – the biggest buyer will be the Dodgers. 
No, I don't. I don't think looking at the Mets roster, I don't think the Mets have won the prospect depth. Oh, geez. <coughs> Excuse oh, me. Oh, he's dead. I'm dying. Oh, no. He flipped the switch. Uh-oh. He released the noxious gas. So, he's done. So one of the craziest things, if you take a look at MLB.com's top 100 prospects, the Dodgers have seven of the top – I have seven of the top 100 prospects. That's because so nobody the takes are, their top right. prospects when they trade them players. Right. So the Dodgers will definitely, definitely, definitely be buyers at the trade deadline. I don't think – the problem is I don't think the Mets, Padres – we might see the Phillies be buyers, honestly. If, if the Phillies are there and they need – the problem is I don't think that – I think we're going to see in the NL, we have a chance to see four teams over 100 wins. Right? If I told you the Braves, Mets, Padres, and Dodgers all win 100 games this year, you're going to say, like, it's not, it's not outlandish for me to claim that. So that means the sixth wildcard spot is going to be like 84 wins, right? Yeah. You, if you get 80, 82 to 88, or really 82 to 86, you're probably sneaking into that sixth wildcard spot. So who knows? We 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 the the Marlins have been very aggressive. They have a very good young team. Maybe we see the Mar if the Marlins are there, maybe the Marlins start making moves. Right? If Milwaukee's there, Milwaukee will start making moves. Yeah, which of these uh which of these pitchers ends up on the uh Dodgers? Uh Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, or Wade Miley? <laughs> Just reading the Brewers pitchers. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good question. <laughs> I, I would, I would say fro- probably Freddie Peralta. That that was my pick. Is yeah. is the most movable of those guys? The most desirable <sighs> for those guys, but yeah, I can't wait till the Brewers suck again. I hate that team. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got anything else for the for the NL East? Now nah, let's go ahead and wrap here. So follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. (laughs) 